1: Hour number two at Drive Time Sports, here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer out today. I'm Randy Rainwater.
0: Ray Tucker on Drive Time Sports is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since nineteen eighty. Asher Wrecker, Dependable Towing and Vehicle Recovery Service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey.
2: Hey, guys.
1: It has already been announced that the baseball game that was scheduled for tomorrow evening between Arkansas, Arkansas State has been canceled due to uh, inclement weather expected there in northwest Arkansas. Ray, do you know what is expected in your area tomorrow in terms of weather?
2: I don't. I didn't know it was uh, anything out of the ordinary. I do have an app on my phone. It, says, it may just be heavy rain. Yeah, it looks like rain. It says thunderstorms. And this is around yeah 11 to, yeah, on through the evening. So, well, yeah, it's calling for rain. I'm not sure how much.
1: Now, practice is scheduled for tomorrow. That is yep. at approximately 340. So I, that will be inside. So yes. Mother Nature would not stop that. Now, when, when uh, you have conditions like that, does that prohibit the media from their observation period?
2: no no we still get the same I mean it's it's obviously nicer to be a little more spread out and have two fields and everything versus being inside but nothing has been any different from the amount of time that we've uh, been able to observe in practice and uh, unfortunately we weren't able to observe anything on Saturday when they had their 150 somewhat some odd play uh, scrimmage haven't haven't even been told anything about what happened in the scrimmage, so hmm. um, we should uh, find out obviously more on that tomorrow. But uh, and then hopefully we'll get some more access to this Saturday scrimmage. And another
1: scrimmage is this Saturday. Am I learning something now? Yeah,
2: should should scrimmage this Saturday and then um, the Red White game on April fifteenth. And April fifteenth should be a pretty good weekend um, because you have Tennessee in town. Uh, for a series on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ooh. we got the red-white game. I think the Tennessee game is at like 6 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, so that gives you plenty of time to go to the red-white game, uh, get some late lunch, and uh, then uh, pop over to Baum and, and watch the Tennessee game. So it could be a really fun weekend.
3: Trey, is that the norm across the SEC when they have a scrimmage like that and, and the media is totally blacked out?
2: Arkansas gives us more access than most teams get, okay I will say that uh you know I feel like we had a little bit more access last spring in terms of i felt like we were getting like full practices last spring and this this spring we're getting uh you know more like about an hour uh which is still a pretty substantial amount of time to to observe and especially when we have so many newcomers uh so we've gotten you know i don't I don't know of any school in the s e c that's getting the kind of media access we have. Now, they do ask us not to report injury information, uh, so that's the one angle. But uh, yeah, if we said we were going to report injury inter- information anyway, then we probably wouldn't have any access. So um, I do appreciate them giving us some access to, to be able to observe and report to you guys. Well, that's what I wanted
3: to hear. I wanted to know how it compared to the rest of the SEC, and that's nice to hear.
2: Yeah, well, Arkansas has always been a good bit more open than, than most teams in the SEC. It really started. I feel like the the kind of clamp down on that really started in the probably early 2000s across the SEC. At that time, man, up until 2006 or so, Houston Nutt was still opening practices completely. And then there was a there was a one year period where they didn't let the media in, but they let in. Um, some boosters and selected people that they would invite in. Well, more stuff got out than <laughs> just as much stuff, including injury information, got out then. And then they switched it the next year and started letting media back in. And then when Bobby Petrino came, we would have you know, a good bit of openness. And Bobby opened up the entirety of spring. There wasn't a moment of spring football during those years that we didn't get to watch. Um, and... You know, we even had open practices until Nile Davis got hurt mm-hmm. in practice one year, and um, Petrino got ticked off at the media when the media wasn't the people that were <laughs> reporting. It was there was a ton of it was an open practice. There were fans there in the stands in the stadium. They were all posting it and, and putting it out there. Um, yeah, and I, I think he was kind of looking for a reason to to shut things down, and, and he found it with that.
1: <laughs> all right, Dre, you had a uh, article. Arkansas offensive line continues with new combinations. It seems like though at each position, uh, Manuel as Devon Manuel as an example, it looks like he has taken control of the left tackle spot. Control? Yeah, that's a strong word. Well, (laughs) when you're when you're saying uh, out of the seven practices. He has been in that position for the seven. Would that not be in control? I would think seven of seven. (laughs) Oh. Well, I'll use my terminology, and you can use your terminology, okay? Okay. Okay. So I will not use that observation except for the center position where Bo Limmer
2: has total control there. Bo, <laughs> Bo Lemmer has <laughs> asserted himself as the starting center. There is no question about that. He is seven for seven. Um, uh, well, six for six. I think we had uh, six open practices. I left out the third practice because there wasn't uh, there wasn't any availability. But Bo Lemmer has been six of six, and now Brady Latham has been in control of starting somewhere. <laughs> He's, he's the only guy, him and Limmer are the only guys who have started every single practice that's been open so far. Uh, so I think it's a pretty safe bet that those two guys will continue to start. Um, Manuel might have the edge at left tackle. I still think that there's a strong possibility we could see Brady Latham at left tackle. Latham has worked uh, left guard, left tackle, and right tackle so far, and I think the only reason he hit, and he does, he snaps before practice but he hasn't done any in, in in games, and I think that's just because Lemmer has that spot locked down I kind of feel like we could maybe see Patrick Kudis eventually uh, get a role as maybe a backup center, uh, I still think you know, if Kudis if Latham starts at left tackle then I think Kudis will end up being your starting left guard I think that's really how it could shake out. I'm really interested to see because I don't. I could not tell you right now what the starting five offensive line is going to be day one because they have mixed it up so much. And I really, I, I mean, I could tell you the group. I could tell you the, the group of guys that um, that are going to battle for that. It's uh, Devon Manuel, Brady Latham, Bo Lemmer, uh, Takias Crawford, Joshua Braun, um, Uh, Andrew Chambly, uh, Marion Harris, and did I say Kutis? Yes. Yeah, Uh, I would say there's probably like eight guys right now that I would say are in the mix challenging to, to start. I'm almost afraid
1: to make this observation because I might get my hand slapped, but it does seem like you've got certain players who are only working on the right side or the left side. So in some regards, yeah. that is kind of helping differentiate who might be starting, whether it be on the right yes. or the left side.
2: Seems like Kudis has only been on the left side. He, he also did some backup center one day. Uh, it seems like Braun has just been on the right side. He's been uh, Crawford, uh, starting the right, right guard. He was starting right tackle one day. Crawford, they definitely seem to like him on the right side. Uh, Marion Harris, has he worked any left tackle? I can't remember nope. if I wrote him down for left nope. tackle. So he's, sto- yeah, it's that's kind of interesting. That might be a good question for Sam tomorrow, why you're um, you know, playing musical chairs so much. But really, Latham, and that was just one day, is the only guy who's gone from the left side to the right side.
1: And only did it one time.
2: Why is that? Usually the right side, you know, you think of a little bit, bigger guy, a little more run dominant uh, on the right side, left side. You know, you want guys that are maybe a little bit more nimble, uh, pass blockers, obviously protecting the quarterback's blind side. Uh, so that's maybe something that's that's weighing into that. Uh, maybe it's just, a, just a, a difference of one guy's more of a mauler and one guy's a little more nimble.
1: Actually, I need to revise my number on left tackle. Manuel is in control. Four out of the six yeah,
2: four out of six. Yeah, yeah that's not, a little closer to control. Not four it? out of seven, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah, four out of six. So, I think that is really in control. Let's talk with Savage. Savage, good <laughs> afternoon. You have a question to call me for, Trey?
4: Yes, sir. How are you doing? How are y'all doing, guys?
1: Doing great, buddy. How about you?
4: Good. Oh, doing good. Under the circumstances, you absolutely.
1: Know
4: happens, you know, yeah. But uh, we got to, you know, got to talk about sports. You know, it brings a little bit of writing everybody's day up, you know, to talk about Absolutely. But, you know, trade looking at this offense that's coming up. We know what the, the previous offensive coordinator did. I mean, are we going to see some more passes over the middle, some screens, running backs involved, but then what's Enos going to bring to the table as far as it's going to be completely different than the you know, what we did last year?
2: Don't remember exactly what the breakdown was for passes over the middle. I don't recall seeing it a whole, whole lot. Uh yeah, I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you if he's going to pass it over the middle a lot, to be honest. Uh, um, right,
1: because in years past, you either you went to Burks and then land. everything was either on the outside. We've
4: never seen a whole mm-hmm. lot of, you know, exploiting the middle against, the, you know, some of these teams. You know, using our offense, we've got some explosive players, you know, especially in the run of that, you know, so... What's he, I mean, is he going to bring anything as far as screen passes? Uh, anything over the middle? Do you think? And I'll
2: get off the Yeah, I, mean, I think that. they'll run screens. Uh, Thank absolutely. you, Savage. Uh, I, I know they'll run screens. I mean, I see them in practice running slants and crossing patterns. Um, you know, uh, I see them run deep posts in practice. So it happens. It's not like they're just totally avoiding that. Uh, but I couldn't tell you. I, I'm not even sure what the ratio of passes broken down. Randy, that sounds like a stat you might have broken down, kept up with the rest of the season. But I couldn't tell you what the ratio of you know, of, of different passes in the route tree.
1: I will have that this fall, but I don't have it, obviously, for right now. Um, I'm looking at... Uh, this is the 17th of March, day 5 depth chart and notes. And I'm looking at April the 3rd, uh, spring football, day 7 notes depth chart I noticed there's been a change in the depth chart uh, between Cade Fortin from back in the uh, month of March to now the month of April. Jacoby Criswell has now moved into that backup spot. Uh, Any other notable changes you can think, Trey, that's come to this depth chart in the differences between practice number five and practice number seven? Hmm.
2: Major change. I mean, aside from the offensive line rotating yeah. so much. Um, you know, Chriswell and, and Fortin have kind of rotated also. I wouldn't say that's like set in stone that Chriswell's moved there. A big change, I would say, from the first couple of practices, um, and then ever since then, has been Antonio Greer rolling with the first team at, at linebacker. Um, it was Crook and... Uh, Chris Paul the first couple of practices and then it was Greer and Chris Paul and it's been Greer and Chris Paul ever since then uh, so that's I guess something notable defensive line I, I I think I I think it's interesting first of all that you know we've seen Trajan Jeffcoat with the second team we've seen him with the third team same with John uh, Morgan I think Jeffcoat I would be stunned if Jeffcoat doesn't end up starting um, you know, I think a lot of what they do with rotating guys around is to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity. Nobody at the end of the day can say, well, I just didn't get a chance. You know, um, nobody's going to be able to say that. But also, I think that, you know, they're trying to make sure that players are appeased and don't hop into the transfer portal, which, hmm. by the way, is moved up to April 15th. Um, it's April 15th through May 1st now. So I think the coaches were kind of pushing for that. To, to change so they moved that up earlier and um, yeah I think that's part of it Uh, is Trajan Jeffcoat going to transfer again? Probably not I don't know that he even can transfer again. Uh, He's a graduate but I don't even know if he can so does that mean it makes sense for Sam Pittman, Pittman to roll in with the third team and keep some other defensive end happier who could transfer? Maybe. I think that's definitely possible um, and and probably possible at a lot of different positions, but at the same time, this is the this is when you rotate guys around and try to give everybody a different look. I could not tell you right now who's going to be the go-to wide receiver. You know, one day earlier in practice, I thought maybe Tyron Broden. Another day, Isaac Tesla. Another day, Andrew Armstrong. You know, um, I feel like fall camp last year. I looked at you know at Matt Landers after a couple days, and I said. Um, you know, this guy, I don't know if he's going to lead him in catches. He's going to lead him in receiving yards. Uh, and I felt pretty good about that at one point. I remember, you know, thinking that, like feeling good about it. I don't feel, you know, we're just in, you know, spring right now, but I don't feel like somebody's going to emerge as, a, you know, a guy that catches, you know, 800-plus yards, you know, and leads the team, 900, maybe 1,000. Uh, I, I don't know who that guy is right now. Um, you know, so... They've moved guys around here and there. I don't know that anything has been too terribly dramatic, Randy. I mean, aside from, I guess, Antonio Greer ascending to the one of the starting linebacker spots, which we expected him to do. I don't know that, you know, you look in the secondary, there's nothing too dramatic going on there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just offensive line. You know, one name,
1: Trey, that you've not talked about,
2: uh, back on
1: the uh, 17th, of March, he was at left safety,
2: and then on the third of April, I don't know. That's like I put left safety. That's just where they started out. I'm not even sure. I haven't had a chance to talk to Travis Williams. I'm not sure if they have a, a boundary guy, like a guy's playing boundary if mm-hmm. he's a strong or, or what they're doing exactly. So I plan to ask that, but I just you know put left safety, right safety. Well, I mean the on only the only
1: reason why I bring this up is he's right safety on. The third of April, but that's Jaden Johnson. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. you talking about Jaden. I've heard some other names you've talked about, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard you talk about Jaden Johnson. But apparently, he's doing something right because he's still, regardless of whether he's right, left,
2: or boundary, he's still in the what appears to be the starting unit. Yeah, Jaden's got to play better than he did last year. I thought he took a step back. I, I agree. Don't know if it was weight loss or something, but he's got to play better. When they have had Hudson Clark playing nickel. Uh, which they do on occasion, uh, then Jaden Johnson and Malik Chavis have been the two guys that have have started at safety. Uh, Chavis is another guy that's got to get more consistent. He just has to, you know. Um, I don't feel super comfortable with the safety position right now. I think Hudson Clark is a good enough player. I don't think he's a difference maker at safety. And I don't think that's the case with Jaden Johnson um, or Chavis right now. And so... You know, they take those defensive backs and they put them all in one room together. It's not like a cornerback room and a safety room. And safeties are no longer 6'2", 250 pounds, unless they're Al Walcott. And Walcott's going to end up being the starting nickel when he gets back healthy. He'll end up taking that job. Uh, but safeties have leaned out over the years, more and more. And, you know, safeties are more 6'1", 6'2", 200 pounds. And what have cornerbacks done? You don't see a lot of 5'9, five, 5'10 five, cornerbacks anymore. They've gotten taller. I mean, McAdoo and Dwight McLaughlin are both 6'2. And, you know, probably getting up there 190, 200 pounds. Well, these guys, they all look like the same guys now. You know, 6'2, 200 or so. Those are safeties, those are cornerbacks. And the way Arkansas has operated in the past on defense is those guys are all supposed to know each other's position, be pretty interchangeable and stuff. I think it's going to be real interesting to see when Jaheim Singletary comes and, you know, the transfer portal closes and we, you know, maybe they add a couple more safeties. I say they need to add two more safeties. They need to add a few more defensive backs. They need like 17 or 18 scholarship defensive backs on the roster, whether it's safety or you know, corner or whatever, they're all, you know, very similar. So, uh yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see who moves because Pittman indicated that, uh, that that's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see who moves to the safety spots because I think that's going to happen. But at the same time, you need to make sure you have quality depth at cornerback. And somebody goes down, you've got somebody that can step in because that – uh we saw last year that you may think you're deep at a position, and, uh, you know, you have a few injuries, and suddenly you're not.
1: All right, from our Asher record service company, live fan feedback, Doc says, Any chance we can see some more under center snaps, eye formation, or higher frequency of play action passes? Enos and Brandon Allen's best season was full of successful Play action passes.
2: Yeah, I think you're going to see play action. I don't know that you're going to see an I-formation. I mean, you'll see something maybe where they have one of those tight ends backed up. I mean, like Luke has is 6'3", 226. You know, that's not – maybe that's even a little light for an old-style I-form fullback. Uh, you're going to see them line up under center some, though, which just did not happen a lot under browse like maybe a quick snap or – um you know, when they needed a few inches or something at the goal line or something like that, you might have seen it here and there. But you didn't see it when it was, you know, third and eight. You know, second and six. You didn't see them lining up with the quarterback under center. And you're going to see that some this year. Uh, as far as straight up i form, probably not. But you'll see some play action stuff, too. I mean, uh, you know, you'll continue to see RPO. So...
1: How much, Trey, have you seen from Rocket Sanders? Uh, he, is, he is the incumbent. I don't see anyone taking his starting job, but how much are you seeing from Rocket?
2: I mean, I've seen him. First, he looks huge. He's 237 and shredded looking. <laughs> his his arms are huge. I, I, I want to see him drop a little bit of weight, though. We talked about that on the show Friday, get back down to 227 or so. I think that's a good weight for him. Uh, but I've seen, every time I've seen him, and it's like, and you know, we saw him do a live practice on practice four, a live tackle. And every time he carried the ball, I'm just like, Ooh, you know, be careful. <laughs> but uh, Rocket's not somebody you got to worry about for next year. He's going to have a nice season, I think. All right, Trey, we will talk with you
1: tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company, Ray Tucker. I'm Randy Rainwater. Back in a moment.
5: Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Why from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 1037 The Buzz. Every day, we do one thing,
2: and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at Arkansaurology.com.
5: Tune in to Morning Mayhem every week to play Fact or Crap. Brought to you by College Hunk's Hauling Junk and Moving. They move the things you love and haul away the things you don't. Visit collegehunkshulingjunk.com for Arkansas's highest rated moving and junk removal company.
6: Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars. And the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks.
5: Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy.
0: Hey Culligan. I think my water might be dumb.
5: Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb. It's just not talking to you.
0: You can make my water talk.
5: No, but the new Culligan Smart Drinking Water System can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
2: Anywhere in the state, dilate. Tacos for Life has got food
1: you're really going to enjoy. They've got a wide variety on the menu. You're going to love all the tacos they've got. You're going to love uh, any of their, their other menu items. I love the chips. Their salsa is just perfect for me. My wife says the queso is the best ever. And you know what? Every time you buy a meal at Tacos for Life, you are providing a meal for someone who otherwise is food insufficient. They've done it. Over 28 million meals have been given all over the world by Tacos for Life because of great customers like you, people that are eating the Tacos for Life. Now, one thing you need to know also, let's say you're having a big party, Tacos for Life caters. You need to talk to them. They'll put together a great package for you, and you'll love them. So whether you eat it there or eat it at home, you're going to love Tacos for Life.
0: Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports. Tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas. And that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Whatever better means to you, you're going to find more of it at First Security. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security is all about taking care of customers and making life better right here in Arkansas. So more people can buy a home, run a business, and a whole lot more. Check them out. At FSBank.com. That's First Security Bank. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater. Each and every Monday, we are joined by Jared Wagner. Thanks to our good friends at Fat Burgers. That's LA's original Fat Burger made with. Thick and juicy beef patties visit the last great hamburger with locations in conway and Greenbrier. that's fat burger well good afternoon jared hello
4: how's it going good. man doing great
1: i'm gonna start calling you bambino <laughs> you have been uh... the man hammering the ball now this past weekend just listening to dave van horn how difficult was it playing left field with the winds that you had to encounter there at bomb stadium
4: yeah it's uh you know when the wind is blowing like it was uh it, it can be challenging you know you try to put in all and get enough during bp um so that you're comfortable out there and you know that's kind of my goal during bp so uh yeah you know, I, I felt I felt comfortable up there. I've, I've been used to some wind you know, playing in Nebraska, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but uh it's it, it, you know it, you keep it in the back of your mind, I guess. So.
3: you sound like you got a little bit of a cold today.
4: No, I do have just a, just a hair of a cold, so no, it's no big deal, but <laughs> little stuffed up.
1: What made that series with Alabama so challenging? because it seemed like jared all weekend long you were always playing from behind how challenging was it this past weekend against alabama
4: yeah Uh, you know looking back on the weekend uh if can hit um you know they obviously put up uh had tons of hits on friday and and put us away pretty good and then uh you know they were always in the fight we were back and forth uh both on um, Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, you know, that's, that's challenging when an offense can really, uh, you know, string hits together. It seems like they were finding a lot of holes and, and everyone was kind of swinging a hot bat. And, uh, you know, uh, on a Friday night, getting getting uh, beat like that, being able to respond the next two days and, and finding a way to win, it, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's huge for our program.
3: You look, look across the board in the SEC, a lot of double-digit runs scored over the weekend
4: yeah yeah that uh that seems to be kind of a uh, a theme this year just I feel like overall the country actually saw a stat where I think it's 10 percent higher or there's 10 percent more blowouts this year. Uh, don't really exactly know why, but uh, that's kind of been a theme around college baseball it seems like so um, yeah it's, it's, it's been interesting.
1: How much does the wind play with your mind? At the bat, because if the wind's blowing out towards left, you got to believe they're going to try to pitch away from you if you're a right-handed batter, which in most cases is your pull side. How much does the wind play with your mind, Jared?
4: Yeah, I'd say you know, for me, I like to keep it the same, um, same kind of approach, but it, it is in the back of your mind, you know, especially if it's a jet stream out the left. And you know any ball that gets hit to right field is just dying, and there's no there's no shot for a righty to So put one out of there, and everything's going to get hot up and and, uh, and caught. So it creeps in the back of your mind, but uh, you know at the end of the day, I don't like to to overthink that. Um, still hit it where it's pitched, hit the ball hard, and um, yeah, I just I believe that if you stick to that kind of a, approach, you're gonna you're gonna end up pulling some balls, and hopefully they can leave leave a couple middle.
3: My understanding: of the game with Arkansas State tomorrow night has been uh, canceled because mm-hmm. of the chance of, of bad weather. Uh, getting that uh, time off at this point in the season is that is that a big plus for you? Uh,
4: getting that game off is you, did you not, say not, that's a big yeah, plus?
3: Yeah, not not playing. Yeah, not playing tomorrow. This is a big plus for you? Um,
4: no, no, I wouldn't say it's okay. uh, it's a big plus. You know, I'd say uh, maybe for our. Uh, our, our bullpen arms you know we had a lot of guys throw a lot of pitches over the weekend um maybe we would be a plus and in, in, in that way but uh no I, I i enjoy the midweek but i uh you know i like getting at bats as many at bats as possible um i think that's just kind of you can keep things rolling um honestly it's uh it's no big deal though you know um i don't think the weather's. it could be scary here so uh i know you guys got some weather um, we're we're all praying for you here at Arkansas at the university. So,
1: I know one player that probably is happy for a couple of extra days. Speaking of your one of your pitchers, have you seen Dylan Carter's ankle where he took that shot off the other day?
4: Yeah, yeah, wow. I actually saw him today. Um, yeah, he he got hit pretty good. I I think it was about uh, you know 104 off the bat straight to his ankle. Um hmm. you know, it was really incredible was that he finished that play.
1: <laughs> I think was, that would have uh, been down and out.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, uh, it was incredible for him to ba- finish that play and keep, keep pitching. So, uh, you know, I think he's going to get healed up here, here shortly and, and be back on the mound.
1: That's a warrior right there who can take that kind of shot. As you said, he finished the play. And then he continued to pitch. But if he probably was going to be productive, it was only going to be for that game until the swelling set in, and certainly the the bruise it would have been very painful to uh, have to navigate. How about your partner in the outfield, Tavian, named the SEC Player of the Week?
4: Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he came up clutch all weekend. You know, he had he had uh, two home runs, and it seemed like every time we. We needed a swing. He was up at the dish and and uh, put put a good swing on a ball. And, you know, I think there was one, I bet. He may have gotten gotten three uh, three hits in it, I bet. <laughs> you know, he put one down on the line and then uh, pulled one foul, I believe still. So. Um, but anyway, he was swinging. He, he swung it well. And then he also robbed that, that ball in, in center, which is really Spectacular. a huge play. You know, that would have been a three run shot and and uh you know, that's just a huge play, a huge momentum swing for us. You know, everyone's fired up. Um, so, you know, he's he's a tremendous competitor. He's uh he's a heck of a heck of a leadoff at bat and I I love uh, playing the outfield with him. He's uh he can run down a lot of baseballs, that's for sure.
3: Is pitching in the SEC about what you expected or is it or is it higher caliber than you thought it might be?
4: Yeah, I'd say uh it in the SEC, I think the pitchers are are more uh, – it's probably what I expected, I'd say. Um, you know, the, a lot of guys have plus stuff. Um, and then also some people just locate, it, locate well. Um, you know, they can put the slider on the corner and, and elevate with maybe a fastball or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – you know, the SEC pitchers are, are, are really talented. We've seen some really talented arms. Um, it, it's been fun to, to compete against them.
1: All right, I want to go inside the dugout for a moment. (laughs) And we've never seen it happen before. Obviously, we're dealing uh, with a new clock that can work both or against, as it seems to be, not only the pitcher, but the hitter. And Tavian was involved in one of those situations where he was disengaged. I've never heard such a. ridiculous term before he's in the batter's box so take me into the arkansas dugout uh as you're watching this unfold with with tavian when he's actually called out on a third strike because he's quote not engaged in the batter's box
4: yeah i think uh i think our dugout was pretty um unpleased with the call um <laughs> that's that's how i'll phrase that but uh (laughs) you know i'm not a huge fan of all these the clock rules and stuff it's something that you know it it gives the umpires more more on their plate than just calling the game so uh you know there's more stuff to think about they're thinking about the clock whatever and i think i think it can affect you know some of their some of their performances on the on the diamond so not a huge fan of it and obviously uh we've had a couple of those this year um, i don't know if we've had a strikeout though but uh, obviously davian was frustrated it didn't seem fair and uh yeah it's just part of uh, part of something you're gonna our team just has to work through and then i guess be quick <laughs> yeah. everything you do you just gotta slow it down while speeding it up it's, that's
3: just how uh, that's just how it is this year. So Randy has a uh, response from the dugout. I'll ask response from the dugout also. <laughs> so when, when the Alabama coach got tossed, I loved it. it, and he he go in his dugout and starts doing his hands for the hog call. Reaction from the Razorback dugout.
4: Yeah, I think uh, you know we were we were fired up. I don't think it was uh, over the top, um, but you know he was what he was doing was he was trying to get their kids fired up. Um, you know the the umpire did make maybe a, b- a bad call on uh, Tavian, I believe, and uh, you know then he kind of erupted, but uh, he was trying to get their guys fired up, and uh, you know we we got fired up too, and then it just seemed like after that the fans got really really engaged in that game, which which made that game really uh, memorable and fun fun to finish out.
1: I have watched not every at bat that you've had this year, Jared, but. Every batter has a routine, or at least it seems like. How much has this clock changed your routine? It seems like now you pretty much step in the box. You're set. You're ready to go. There's no fooling around. Has this affected your routine at all?
4: Yes, it did. Um, you know.
1: Can you hold that thought? Uh, Can you hold that thought? got, yep, yep, we got we to hit a break. Hang tight. All right. That is Jared Wagner, University of Arkansas, Razorback baseball player, outfielder, thanks to Fat Burger. Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
5: Fence Brokers presents first-team All-American and BB native Hannah Gamble when she joins Morning Mayhem every Tuesday on 103.7 The Buzz. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile.
3: Seventy years ago, the king of American muscle cars, Chevrolet's Corvette, was born. Today, the Corvette Stingray is hotter than ever. This month at Saracen Casino, one lucky player
2: will win a breathtaking Stingray. Play in April at Saracen and qualify to win a Corvette Stingray from Smart Chevrolet. Featuring all your favorite games and more. Saracen Casino is the only place to win a new Corvette. Saracen Casino
3: Resort, Vegas,
2: Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700.
5: Well, we finally made it. Warmer temperatures are upon us. You're going to want to get out and be on the lake or enjoy your favorite vacation spot, but you don't want to do it with achy joint pain. Hey, everybody, RJ Hawk here. If you've got that achy joint pain that I was just talking about, you need to go see my friends over at QC Kinetics today. They use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatment to end your pain, and they do it the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue, like in your knees, hips, shoulder, and even your back. This precision treatment is done in office with no drugs and no downtime. Look, there's folks all over central Arkansas that is using QC Kinetics. In fact, my own neighbor came to me the other day and said he tried out QC Kinetics and said it has changed his life. It's time to end that pain and get your life back. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. Consultation 501 That's 501 That's 501 It's QC Kinetics.
3: Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits member FDIC.
2: David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer.
1: Roger Scott for Gravely It's working hard once again, making sure my lawn is lush, weed-free, and beautiful. And by working hard, I mean, of course, I'm watching Bradley Owens mow it for me. Bradley, tell the good folks hello. Hey, everybody, how's, how's it going? Stop right there, Bradley. I don't want you to stop what you're doing. What he didn't tell you is that you can take your very own Gravely mower home today at zero percent interest over 48 months. That's now. right, zero percent interest on both residential and commercial mowers. Now, Bradley, tell them where they can go to get their very own Gravely mower. Well, you go. That's around. enough, my friend. I'll finish it for you at Triple C Sales and Service in Conway or Lawn and Power in Star City.
0: Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio
1: Network. Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined by Jared Wagner in a moment, but folks, if it hadn't happened with all the warmth, with all of the rain that we've had, and I'm not talking about the tornadoes, I'm just talking about the rain, mowing season is here, and if you are in need of all of the accessories, whether it's a mower, whether it is a weed eater, a blower, whatever it may have been, I have got the place for you. It is Henard's in Searcy, Henard's Foothills Equipment in Searcy, where you can find new, used, and those zero-turn mowers. They have got a tremendous selection, and maybe you don't want the zero-turn mower. Maybe it's a little bit more than what you care uh, to handle, They have got a full line of Kubota tractors, including the famous BX subcompact tractor. We talked about the weed eaters, the hedge clippers. Maybe you need a chainsaw. You certainly need a leaf blower. They've got it all. A full line of steel handheld equipment. So be sure and check them out at henardsfoothills.com. You can call 501-268-1987. That is Hennard's Foothills Equipment, 1920 South Main Street in Searcy. Your hometown, Kubota dealer, no matter where you live. I love mowing my own grass. I
3: don't,
1: I don't miss mowing my own grass. <laughs> I
3: love I. I, I, I I love it. I enjoyed it. I started mowing yards when I was nine years old. I think I got $2 for a yard back then. You can get a lot more for that now. Uh, yes, you do.
1: A whole lot more. Jared Wagner, by the way, is being brought to you by Fat Burger. That's L.A.'s original Fat Burger made with thick and juicy beef patties. Visit the last great hamburger with locations, Conway and Greenbrier. That's Fat Burger. And speaking of, Jared, let's bring him right back. All right, Jared. right before the break, I ask you about the routine. Every batter has a routine, but this pitch clock business has to be changing everyone's routine. Has it changed
4: your routine? Yeah, it definitely has. Um, last year, I, I would spend more time outside the box, um, just trying to slow the uh, bat down. Um, it was kind of a, I don't know, it's for me just – just slowing the game down and then also just slowing the pitcher down, you know, now pitchers can work extremely fast. Um, so it's, it's been a little bit of an adjustment to me. Um, you know, basically right now I just step out, uh, use a mental cue or two, um, uh, kind of analyze that, bat real quick and then take a deep breath and step back in real quick. Um, you know, it, at this point in my, in my, this season, I haven't gotten called, um, anything, um, no strikes or anything. So I haven't had any issues with it. Um, but it has, it has sped up, a, a little bit for, for me and, and my routine.
1: You know, one of, uh, you may not remember this. I think you're old enough to remember this, but Derek Jeter used to drive and I'm a Yankee fan, huge Yankee fan. And, uh, that goes all the way back to the fifties. Did he say huge, huge, <laughs> um, But one of the things that Jeter would do is, how many times can you tighten the strap on your batting glove? He'd do right, he'd do left, he'd do right, he'd do left. He's got one foot in the box, one foot out. Now, I can see that routine, thankfully, cleaned up. But, you know, if a guy wants to step out, and and whether it's to adjust his gloves or otherwise, you don't even have that luxury now, do you not?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, you definitely have to do it quickly if, uh, <laughs> if you're gonna adjust your gloves or whatever. And for a lot of people, the, the ripping or adjusting the gloves is kind of like, okay, I'm taking off that that pitch and I'm strapping it back on for this pitch. It's kind of a mental cue mm-hmm. um, that I've heard just playing the game. And so, you know, maybe guys that that tended to do that in the past have to have to find a different way or do it do it more quickly um, just to accommodate the the uh, new rules.
3: So if, so, if a guy wants to step out and adjust his cup, the umpire's going to say, say, Hey,
4: get back in here.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you do it quickly, that's all that matters. <laughs>
1: I hadn't thought about that one, Raymond. You got me on that one. I was just thinking about the gloves. Because, I mean, to me, that was always a nervous habit to a degree by a player. Because he's kind of gathering his thoughts and you know he's trying to settle himself down a little bit and and i'll tighten my gloves up and so forth and so on Well, this other was a need right <laughs> okay all right well um we'll move on to the uh, move on to the next subject um talk about the play of uh jace boyfriend boy he has been i mean hammering the ball what do you think is jace's secret
4: yeah i think uh it just comes down to him being consistent he uh you know and he he has a routine even before um before the game and all that and uh you know he sees the ball well and he's able to sit back on on off speed which is which is great i think the home run that that sent us up was a breaking ball that you know was kind of middle out and he he pulled it and uh didn't hit it too high where the wind didn't affect it so uh he uh but yeah i just think it comes down to him uh him just being able to to kind of sit back and and let the ball come to him he's got such a pretty lefty swing i'm I'm jealous of lefties just Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason they just seem to have beautiful swings and he's one of those players where uh you know we have a lot of confidence when he's when he's in the box it's uh it's pretty when he connects with one
3: looking back over the games you've already played uh, in the sec uh, name two or three players that, that on other teams that really impressed you
4: yeah, I'd say uh, ooh, this is a this is a tough one. Um, I'm not I'm not good with names. <laughs>
1: well, the Jarvis but, uh, kid, the Jarvis kid for Alabama, was hot this yeah, past weekend.
4: Yeah, he uh, he's got a he he was impressive, and the the thing about it was he's got such a such a compact swing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real simple, and and it just seemed like you know wherever the pitch was, he was just able to put the put the bat on the ball and and drive it. Uh, you know he had a he had a great great weekend and uh he was a he was a tough out
3: uh the friday starter at lsu very impressive oh my okay goodness. yeah
4: yeah that that would be uh <laughs> that would be another one you know seeing uh you know some some real heat he was up to 102 um uh, that was that was a little bit eye-opening i haven't seen i saw a 99 um not my previous school but uh yeah that was uh, that that one got on you, and then also his ability to locate everything was just uh you know it made it really challenging for us and that's probably one of my most memorable games, although I don't think I had a hit that game, but just uh you know that that kind of gave us confidence knowing that we can beat uh you know maybe the the best arm uh, we can beat anyone's friday guy so that was a that was a memorable game and a, a fun one down there.
1: could you hear the ball coming?
4: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so. You just uh, you just saw it for a split second. That's that's it. <laughs>
1: uh, the batting order, I think, is the hardest combination to put together, where one piece complements another piece. I don't think there's any question. Uh, the leadoff spot is secure, Tavian does a great job leading off. But the the, the number two hole seems to be, Jared, the one place that it seems like Coach Van Horn is continuing to kind of look for that magical piece. I love Kendall Diggs in the number two hole. And then watching you come up in the three hole and then Jace in the four hole, and then you can take it from there. Uh, I do believe Peyton Stovall, on the other hand, is a beautiful number two hitter, but he's not uh, exactly hot right now. How do you see this lineup coming together in regards of a batting lineup?
4: Yeah, I'd say you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be a coach and having to write the lineup. That's for sure. It's a, it's a challenging task mm-hmm. trying to piece together. I'm not trying know, to put you on hot. the spot. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, our lineup is it's gonna it's gonna change throughout the, uh, the course of the season. It already has, and um, it's just gonna be based on who's not, who's playing it well, and, and you know who we is gonna just piece it together. I guess
1: we always enjoy having you on, young man. Thank
3: you, yep, Jared.
4: I appreciate it,
1: guys. Good luck this weekend. You're going down into madness down in Oxford, Mississippi. Good luck against the reps. Thank you, Jared. Yep. Thank you, Jared Wagner. Thanks to Fat Burger. Up next, Pat Bradley. 60 years.
0: It's their last tour. BOJ's last stop on the Love Train Tour. This Saturday night in the theater at Simmons Bank Arena. With special guests, the Spinners. Rock and Roll
6: Hall of Famers, Grammy Hall of Famers, and Philadelphia Soul Icons. Tickets on